What's the code? By now I should know What's your phone number? When can we talk alone? I can be bold Sometimes I just can't go slow Let's move on Yeah, Let me get you back What's going on, people? It's your boy Terrible here. I'm back with another episode of the Dog We Gotta Talk podcast. And honestly, we're going to keep it a little bit short with this episode. Not because, um, you know, it's like too long or anything with the podcast, but it's mostly just because of time constraints. I'm a little bit busy today. Today was supposed to be a day where I was just chilling, but I got some things to do. Um, But first and foremost... I want to jump into the podcast ideas. Um, we're going to get into this uh, this Tim Burton the statement that he made on Twitter the other day. Uh, stupid ass. No, no. We'll get into it. But um, we're going to talk about Tim Burton. And then we're also going to talk about why is it that people crap on people who work in the entertainment industry? And what I mean by that. Um, more specifically, I'm going to be talking about, you know, people who work in live sound, uh, audio engineering, purpose, producer, you know, that type of stuff. Art. We're going to we're going to get into that. But I'm mostly going to talk about my experience with music. I can't really talk about anything else except for my experience. But let's get into it. OK, so I'm pulling up my Twitter right now. And I saw this the other day. And I thought it was like one of the dumbest things I've ever read, honestly. So Tim Burton, for y'all that don't know who he is, he is a director. He made quite a few movies. Um, I'm trying to think of the one with Jim Carrey, the series of unfortunate, unfortunate events. Yeah, yeah, that I, I'm pretty sure he did that joint. So Tim Burton was recently asked. Why are there no black people in his films? Honestly, I never really even noticed. But at the same time, I don't really watch Tim Burton. Like, I can't tell you if I've watched a Tim Burton film. Did he make The Nightmare Before Christmas? Let me let me look this up. Hold on. Tim Burton films. So Dumbo, Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shadows, Miss Peregrine, Big Eye, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Corpse Bride. Okay. Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber. I do remember that. Big Fish. He made Batman? He made Planet of the Apes? Sleepy Hollow, Beetlejuice, Mars Attack. Okay. Okay, so he's got he's got quite a few joints under his belt. But honestly, yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, I don't remember there being any black people in any of these films. Unless I'm mistaken. I, I don't remember. But um, like I said, I don't care. I don't care. You know, it's, it's one of those things where sometimes for what you're doing and stuff, you can't really fit black people into your films and stuff. So it's like, whatever. It is what it is. Now, the answer that he gave for it is what I have a problem with. So, Tim Burton on there being no black people in his films. This is a direct quote. Actually, I think someone actually paraphrased this joint. Somebody did put a direct quote somewhere in the bottom of the tweet, but I don't even care. But here's here's a almost direct quote. I remember when I was a child watching Brady Bunch and they got all politically correct. Let's have an Asian child and a black. 
Then there's like a, a line through it because I'm assuming there was more, but they wanted to, you know, shorten it. I grew up watching black exploitation movies. I didn't go another slash. There should be more white people. Now, like I said, I did read the direct quote. I'll try and find it because I don't want to spread misinformation or anything like that. But the direct quote was pretty much that quote. There was just a little bit more into it, but it was it was pretty much the same idea. Now. This is what I have to say about it. This dude could have seriously just said, I don't have black people in my films because I don't really know how to put them into roles in my movies, which would I'm not saying that's a good excuse. I'm saying that it would have been a lot better than the bullshit that you basically said. Now, here's why I got a problem with it. This man, I don't even remember this Brady Bunch episode. I'm trying to look it up right now. Brady Bunch, let's see, what was it, a black or Asian child? Let's see. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see anything about them having like another child. I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just don't remember it. So obviously they didn't go through with it, but it's one of them things where it's just like, dude, are we going to seriously sit here and <laughs> talk about black? Oh, black exploitation films should have more white people in it. Dude, dude, do you know what a black exploitation film is? Let's look up black exploitation. Black exploitation is an ethnic subgenre of the exploitation film that emerged in the United States during the early 70s. The term Portamont. Wait, what? What did you just say? Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed because I don't know what this means. Portmanteau. Portmanteau. Okay. Portmanteau, a large trunk or suitcase. Uh, a word blending the sounds and combine. Oh, combining the two meanings. Okay, okay. So like brunch is portmanteau. Portmanteau. Portmanteau, portmanteau, I don't know. Okay, so it's black and exploitation. Okay. It was coined in August 1972 by Junius Griffin, then the president of the Beverly Hills Hollywood NAACP branch. He named it because he claimed the genre's proliferating offenses to the black community in his perpetuation of stereotypical characters often involved in criminal activity. Now, that's it right there. Because that's how I see black exploitation as well too. Black exploitation is basically, it's it's um what's the word for it? It's oh my god, I was just yelling about this yesterday and I can't even remember the word. Um, uh, typecast. So black people are typecast into stereotypical. They're basically typecast into stereotypical roles. So the drug dealer, the pimp the poor nigga on the corner like come on and and you're like oh there should be more white people in it did so i don't know if tim burton is just confused as to how history was but i just don't remember a lot of black people in lead roles during this time i'm not saying there weren't any that's not that would be a false narrative obviously but let's not act like black people were so well off in Hollywood in the 70s. Come on, man.
let's let's be honest. There weren't that many black people in big roles. I mean, what, what, what we could talk about Star Wars with Lando. Okay. We talk about Shaft. Still in a stereotypical role. Can you dig it? Jive sucker and all that turkey and all that stuff. Come on, man. So my problem with this is it makes it it's it's a it's a quote unquote, for lack of a better term, whitewashing. Like you are literally sitting here talking about some. Oh, well, you know, I wasn't claim I wasn't complaining when people were you know, a bunch of black people were in black exploitation films and there was no white people. And it's just like, dog, that's not the point. We asked you a question and you basically sidestepped it like a bitch. Like, I'm sorry, dog. You you just sidestepped it like a little hoe. And it's all right. You you honestly, you gave a whole answer. You really did. And it's 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 perfectly fine because we see you for your true colors. Now, I'm not calling for canceling this man. I don't care. I really don't care. At the end of the day, we know the truth. Now, I'm going to talk from my experience, and it's it's very little. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an actor. I have done roles before. I have a handful of roles under my belt in my IMDb, and I'm proud of that. But one thing that I've noticed with casting calls, I'm a man with dreadlocks. I'm a black guy with dreadlocks. There's a lot of uh casting calls where it's like no dreadlocks i'm not even joking about this i'm not trying to rile up people i'm not trying to oh my god he's trying to pit black people against white people and stuff that it's it's the truth i've got screenshots i've got screenshots of casting calls that i've seen and one in particular and i i i feel like i have to i have to call this out because it's ridiculous when they were doing hustle the, the Netflix film, they had casting calls and they were, they were asking for people to come up to Cleveland and stuff. And I remember seeing these casting calls and I was just like, this would actually be cool to be a part of. It's a basketball film. Like I would love to be a basketball player in one of these films. No dreadlocks. Like, I'm not kidding. No dreadlocks. And I'm just like, so basketball players can't have dreadlocks. You know, and, and and I said this yesterday. I was like, now, in time-specific films or TV shows, um, The Life of Canaan, uh, or is it The Life of Canaan? The Book 3 Power, whatever. So they had a casting call about a year ago. And I remember thinking, like, I want to be a part of this. And they hit me back immediate, almost immediately. Anybody who knows about, like, these big name, like, um, these projects... They don't give you a lot of time to prepare. It's either you're ready now or you're not. It's one of those things, where, you know, they gave me some info. They said, hey, headshots, info, this, that, sizing. And because I had dreadlocks, I couldn't be a part of it. And it's like it's 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 based off in and not to say that people from the late 80s and early 90s didn't have dreadlocks, but they wanted more styles to, you know, the time. So the high top fade which I actually rocked back in 2020. So I could have probably got the role back then. But it's one of those things where I understand they need time-specific hairdos. I get it. So where in today's world do you need to have... Let me... Let me... When... when let's see. 
Hustle, movie, Netflix. Yeah, this joint is not based in a specific time period. That's in the past. It's based off of today. I feel. I'm just I'm just trying to double check to make sure. Just says a basketball scout discovers a phenomenal streetball player while in Spain and sees the prospect as his opportunity to get back into the NBA. I'm looking at all these dudes right now. Yeah. No dreadlocks. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that it's just frustrating. It's frustrating being a black actor with a crazy, you know, not crazy. That's that's a terrible term. With a with a unique and different hairstyle. And people look at this and they're just like, oh, well, we can't use you in our film. And so I was talking with another guy, um, uh, my man, Dwight Barlow. Um, he's actually a director from in the local area. And, you know, I remember talking with him and he saw my uh, uh, one of my submissions, my my um, for my casting call. Uh, this was recent. And. It's just like I saw it, and if I would have known, you know, I would have definitely cast you. And I, I thought you were in a crew already, blah blah blah. But we had this wonderful conversation about this, and we're just, and I'm just like, dude, I'm just tired of the same old, same old in Buffalo. Like, I'd be willing to work with you. I'm willing to do whatever, man. Like, just like I'm looking for a unique experience and opportunity. And I just feel like at the moment, when it comes to the city of Buffalo, we're just about the horror films and like the same old, same old. We need some we need some guys to come out there and just think of something new. You know, I appreciate my time working with directors like um, like Rick Massey doing the uh, the Tales of Dark and Light. That was a very fun role to play as Rodney Baker. I felt like I could just be myself in that role. And that's what I want to do. I just want to be myself in a role. I don't have to be 100 percent myself. I'm playing another character, but I kind of want to feel like I'm pouring pieces of myself into the character i feel like that makes it you know really authentic so i just don't get why this man i don't know why this man is sitting here saying blaming black exploitation films blaming the brady bunch blah 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 pointing the finger what about ism what about this person what about that person dude we asked a question about you and you gave a stupid ass response. So I'm just at the point right now where I think that in conclusion, we need to start talking a little bit more about, you know, the entertainment industry when it comes to, you know, profiting off of the hip hop, profiting off of the how the, you know, the 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 black, the black dominated the black made, you know, entertainment, uh, uh, just profiting off of black entertainment in general. We need to talk about that. If you're going to continue to profit off of black entertainment, y'all guys need to stop with the whole, oh, we can't use dreadlock. We can't use it. We can't. We're going to put this black person as this hustler. We're going to we really need to start moving forward. I've been living on this earth for about 32 years now. A little over 32 years. It's boring. Things are changing. Don't get me wrong. 
I'm not saying that things haven't changed. I'm not saying, you know, I was watching What If the other day and, you know, they got, you know, some funny banter between um, one of the, the female warriors from Wakanda, you know, talking about they, they were like, oh, you don't have like a, a, a horror films of Wakanda. He's like, no, nah, we got American reality TV. I thought, you know, that's just like that's a nice use of black, you know, entertainment banter, black. That that was cool. It was nice. Because you don't see that that often. You don't see funny retorts like that. That's 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 black humor right there. So I appreciate the little things like that. But we need to keep moving. We need to make sure that, you know, when it comes to ignorance like this, that it ceases to exist. We need to come to a point where we we're calling these people out. And we're just like, yo. There's no excuse. Like I said, if he would have just came out and said, yo, I just I really don't know how to cast black actors. I don't know how to write them into my films. I would have been perfectly fine with that response. Because like I said, it's like it's admitting ignorance, but it's not ignorance in a sense. See, people think that when you call them ignorant, it's like, oh, that's like a, a terrible thing. Yes, it is negative in a way. But it doesn't mean that I'm calling you a bad person for it. It just means that, yo, you got to learn some shit. You got to step up your game, you know? So that's all I'm saying. You know, we're, we're going to we're gonna move on from Tim, Tim Butthole. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I got about mm, 10 to 15 minutes left. We're going to get into uh, um, the second topic I was talking about. Um, Crapping, shitting, whatever on professionals in the entertainment industry. And this is something that could go on and on. I could could talk all day long about this topic, but I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to keep it short and brief. Now, I don't understand how people can come out here. We're in a new day and age where we're, 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 we're supporting people jumping towards their dreams we're supporting these people and but but it comes with strings you know it comes with oh if you're in the music industry and you're not rocking million dollar chains like benny the butcher conway blah 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 lil wayne drake whoever then you obviously haven't made it and it's unbelievable how ignorant people are we don't sit here and look at chefs and say hey if, if you're not making it like Ramsey or if you're not, you know, featured on Iron Chef, you're, you're not you're not anything. I know people with businesses in Buffalo who are chefs, professional chefs who own businesses in Buffalo that people never really heard of. And that doesn't mean that they're not successful. It doesn't mean that they're not doing their thing. But do we sit here and say, oh, well, you know, I, I, I never heard of you like Chef Emeril Lagasse. I've never heard of your name. Like, you know, you're not like, you're not Rachel Ray. So, so are you really like succeeding? And that's what I'm trying to get at. How is it that we can look at those people? You know, they're out here hustling. They're, they're, uh, uh, door dashing, you know, their own products to people, you know, getting that money. And people are proud of that. Meanwhile, somebody who's getting a little change here and there from like sync deals, from 
from uh, producing beats for somebody. They gave him like 40, 50 bucks on the side for for rights for it, for a leasing or whether it's like uh, exclusive rights. And that's not seen as successful. And that's messed up because that person put in a lot of work. I'm working on a track right now with a with another artist and that shit. We we I I created the beat in 2020. The beat was called COVID Cove. I don't know what the song is called now. Honestly, I we haven't agreed on anything. But I've been working on that beat since 2020. It's been two years. This man picks this beat out of my portfolio, decides that he wants to do a track to it. I have to record him. I have to EQ, mix, compress reverb on the bus like all that y'all probably don't even know what i'm talking about right now like gotta make sure there's a limiter on the mac the on the master so it's not peaking so it's not redlining so it's at minus 0.3 db and all that stuff and it's like y'all guys sit here and think that this is some silly ass hobby honestly i i'm i'm I'm, i got time today i'm i'm i got time today a little bit of time today we'll go into this in the future more but right now i got a little bit of time today now y'all busted ass bums out here supporting celebrities and this and that that don't even know you don't even give a fuck about you and don't even have the same beliefs as you meanwhile you got people in your own neighborhood begging for your support and y'all can't even give them that it's unbelievable it's unbelievable the lengths that people go through in the entertainment industry i was working at trout music hall i was working at cold gnarly in the studio and i was doing my own thing while djing trying to make money in 2019 and none of y'all probably knew that because none of y'all were checking up on me none of y'all were sitting here except for a couple y'all y'all know who y'all are the few of y'all but most of y'all was not checking up on me and y'all sit here and y'all talk about, oh, you're lazy because you're not making enough money. I, I talk with my other boys, Fly Warrior. I talk with my boy Leo up in Italy. We all music and and it don't even matter. When you when you talk about I I when you talk about T Gaines, when you talk about how this man has seen so much success in Buffalo as of recently, I remember this man 10 years ago. You know, up in college, doing his thing, putting putting songs out there, pouring his heart. And I'm, I'm going to talk about this one moment. And I'm pretty sure he remembers this. It's about 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago. This is back in 2009, 2008, 2009, sometime around now. And we went to this one spot. I'm not going to name any names because I'm not trying to, like, get into any fights. I'm not disrespecting anybody. I'm not naming any names. But this man performed a song at this event that we, we, we went to out in Rochester, about an hour away. And this man was ridiculed because he performed a song about another woman that he had feelings for. And they tried to clown him for it. And I remember sitting there thinking, like, how is that even funny? He, he literally sat here and as an artist, because I know, because I've been putting music out, too. As an artist, when you get into a mode and you're in your feelings and you choose the paper, the pen and the paper as your way out to try and find solace. Like when you try to use that pen and paper to write your way out of, yo, I got baby mama troubles. Yo, I got, you know, bill proud. Like they, they collections is coming after me. I'm about to lose my house, my fucking car, like 
fucking uh, broke down on the way to work and I got fired from my job. Use that pen and paper as your safe place. And then you put it out there just for people to shit on you about it. That's what's fucked up. All I I got to say is that as far as the, the, the hypocritical nature of the people around me, it's unbelievable. And y'all sit here and y'all wonder why dudes like Westside Gun and Benny and Conway said we had to get out of Buffalo and get it out, get it out here in order to get it back in our own city. Wait, like, are you serious? You're serious. It's unbelievable that Buffalo's own doesn't even feel accepted. And I see it. I see it when I go out, when these clubs and these bars try to like fuck over you know the the big time dudes that are really doing it here they're like not even not not even accommodating i'm not saying give them free stuff i'm not saying go out there and just like you know like i'm i'm trying to be clean right now i'm sorry guys i'm sorry but what i'm saying is These dudes have done a lot for the city and they're bringing people to your business and stuff for you to just fucking disrespect them and point them and and point up the middle finger at them. It's absolutely ridiculous. We need to finally understand that this college road, that this doctor road, the lawyer, the whatever dentist, teacher, uh, police officer, firefighter, it's not made for everybody. Everybody got their own path. And you need to support that person on their journey. Not every now y'all sit here and act like people is supposed to be like the greatest when they first start out. Not everybody can be Michael Jackson at 10 years old performing on stage and shit. Sometimes you got to put in that work over the years and stuff. I didn't start hearing about Benny the Butcher popping in the streets until like. I want to say, uh. It was around 2018, 2019, around that time. And still, it was still the West Side Conway show. This man, they've been talking about this man has been on the scene for 10 years before that. Grinding and hustling just for people to drag his name through the mud. Just like that. Honestly, I wonder. I wonder if y'all really care about them. If y'all care about them because the music is actually good or if y'all care about them because they on. Honestly, eh, eh, it is what it is. That's all I got to say right now for it. But to wrap this one up, y'all need to start supporting. Y'all need to start supporting your own. And y'all need to start giving constructive criticism. Y'all need to understand what constructive criticism means. Constructive criticism isn't, man, nigga, you suck. You need to stop. That's not constructive criticism. That's your opinion. Constructive criticism is, dog, I'm not really feeling this track, but you know what? This is why I'm not feeling it. And then you give a list of stuff. Y'all guys aren't, y'all guys think y'all know music. Y'all don't. Because as, as stated before, I just named a bunch of terms, compression, the knee, the limiter, the this, that. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking, saturation. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about right now. So if y'all don't know what that stuff means, then you you aren't capable of giving constructive criticism. 
If you don't even know basic terms like that, you aren't capable. You are not capable. And I'm sorry, your opinion doesn't matter here. It's like I said, I've heard trash music before that had promise. It was trash because of the technical aspect behind it. It was trash because the engineer didn't know what they were doing on the track. And it sounds garbage. Sound sonic wise. Not because of the lyrics. Because sonically it doesn't sound good. And because sonically it doesn't sound good. To you it sounds like trash. Man. I'm telling y'all. But. Anyway, I mean, this was a short one. I wanted this to be a short episode because honestly, I haven't been giving y'all. I, I took off last week because I had a lot of work to do. A lot of crazy stuff. Baby shower. Excuse me. Baby showers. All that stuff. I'm back. I'm hustling. And um, before I leave out, I just want y'all to know, you know, shout outs to all the other boys doing it from Fly Warrior to S-Town Productions. You know, all y'all boys, y'all talented. Leo up in up in uh, Italy, UK, wherever you are right now. Y'all guys are doing y'all thing. Keep hustling. Keep grinding. Keep flowing, man. Keep doing your thing. Um, support your local business. Stop acting like you do by, by like, y'all don't support. Y'all don't share nothing. Y'all don't listen to nothing. Don't act like you're supporting Buffalo talent. Like, you're, you're in it for all people from Buffalo. Get your ass up. Get on a Spotify, subscribe to one of these dudes, donate a dollar or two to these dudes. My podcast, you can don't you could donate a dollar, five dollars, twenty but I don't I gotta look at it, but you can donate money to my podcast. Don't act like y'all y'all boys don't have a dollar to donate. Come on. This this stuff cost if I could if I could hmm if I could give you an accurate like uh, a guess as to how much I've spent on this studio equipment. I've spent anywhere from five to 10 grand on this stuff. I got preamps, computers, like I got everything. Software, the software alone, plugins. If you don't know what a plugin is, don't tell me that you know about music. If you don't know what plugins are, look it up. So I'm talking about, I got an Apollo twin I got a, 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 a Scarlet interface. I got two interfaces running at the same time. Y'all guys don't know how this hustle is. And y'all sit here and act like, oh, we don't we don't work hard enough because we're not making money, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, I'm not trying to get carried away. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse right now. All I'm saying is support the locals, listen to that stuff, and give constructive criticism. How can these guys get better if you're not giving constructive criticism, if you're just writing them off? Come on. There's a difference between someone who has promise and someone who's just straight ass, who's been freaking uh, doing the same old, same old for the three, four years in a row. That's a whole different story. If you're doing the same music three, four years in a row and it's still trash and people have been giving you constructive criticism and you don't take it, that's a whole different story. But if you've been on the game for like a couple months, maybe a year or something, style has been changing, style like flows have been getting better, you're 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 making progress and stuff. For you to put a man down like that, shame on you, man. Shame on you. Shame on you. Like I said, check out the podcast, Dog, we gotta talk. So it's everywhere. Spotify, Amazon, 
Um, where else are we? There's another one that I can't think of. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. But um, yeah, I'll drop links, you know, in the social medias and stuff like that. But check out the show. Support. Like I said, I could use money. This stuff is not cheap. I got an SM7B microphone. If you don't know what that shit is, Michael Jackson used it. He used a version of it, the SM7, for his Thriller album. Look it up. That's one microphone. And you can't even plug in that microphone into an interface and expect for it to sound good. I had to get a $1,200 preamp in order to make it sound like this. Just saying. But anyway, that's it for the Dog We Gotta Talk show. Uh, look out for new episodes coming soon, but uh, I'm going to get this one up. Should I do at the end of this week? Maybe. You you might get a new episode on Friday. We'll see. So um, look out for it. And like I said, keep it locked in. Support your locals. And uh, stop being a bitch. <laughs> okay, I'm out.